Beautiful wisdom seems to be evident even at a young age. My sister Marge, for instance. She's wise, and she's only five years older than I am. Frankly, she's been wise as long as I've known her. Liz, too. She's younger than Marge, and yet her comments are both thoughtful and empathetic. In the aftermath of a conversation with her, I often find myself contemplating the things she'd said. My mom and dad are also wise, and I've been thinking about it a lot these days because it's become clear to me that even though wisdom runs in the family, it bypassed me entirely. If I were wise, after all, I would have listened to Marge back in the summer of 2007, when she drove me out to the cemetery where our grandparents were buried and asked me whether I was absolutely sure that I wanted to marry Vivian. If I were wise, I would have listened to my father when he asked me whether I was sure I should strike out on my own and start my own advertising company when I was 35 years old. If I were wise, I would have listened to my mom when she told me to spend as much time with London as I could, since kids grow up so fast and you can never get those years back. But, like I said, I'm not a wise man, and because of that, my life pretty much went into a tailspin. Even now, I wonder if I'll ever recover. Where does one begin when trying to make sense of a story that makes little sense at all? At the beginning? And where is the beginning? Who knows? So let's start with this. When I was a child, I grew up believing that I'd feel like an adult by the time I was 18. And I was right. At 18, I was already making plans. My family had lived paycheck to paycheck, and I had no intention of doing the same. I had dreams of starting my own business, of being my own boss, even if I wasn't sure what I was actually going to do. Figuring that college would help steer me in the proper direction... I went to NC State, but the longer I was there, the younger I seemed to feel. By the time I collected my degree, I couldn't shake the notion that I was pretty much the same guy I'd been in high school. Nor had college helped me decide on the kind of business I'd start. I had little in the way of real-world experience and even less capital, so deferring my dream, I took a job in advertising for a man named Jesse Peters. I wore suits to the office and worked a ton of hours, and yet... More often than not, I still felt younger than my actual age might indicate. On weekends, I frequented the same bars I did in college, and I often imagined that I could start over as a freshman fitting right in with whatever fraternity I happened to join. Over the next eight years, there would be even more changes. I'd get married and purchase a house and start driving a hybrid, but even then, I didn't necessarily always feel like the adult version of me. Peters, after all, had essentially taken the place of my parents, Like my parents, he could tell me what to do or else, which made it seem as though I was still pretending. Sometimes, when sitting at my desk, I'd sometimes try to convince myself, okay, it's official. I'm now a grown-up. That realization came, of course, after London was born and Vivian quit her job. I wasn't quite 30 years old, and the pressure I felt to provide for my family over the next few years required sacrifice on a scale that even I hadn't expected. And if that isn't being a grown-up... I don't know what is. After finishing at the agency, on days when I actually made it home at a reasonable hour, I'd walk through the door and hear London call out, Daddy! And always wish that I could spend more time with her. She'd come running and I'd scoop her up, and she'd wrap her arms around my neck, and I'd remind myself that all the sacrifices had been worth it, if only because of our wonderful little girl. In the hectic rush of life, it was easy to convince myself that the important things, my wife and daughter, my job, my family, were going okay, even if I couldn't be my own boss.
In rare moments when I imagined a future, I would find myself picturing a life that wasn't all that different than the one I was currently leading, and that was okay too. On the surface, things seemed to be running rather smoothly, but I should have taken that as a warning sign. Trust me when I say that I had absolutely no idea that within a couple of years I'd wake in the mornings feeling like one of those immigrants on Ellis Island who'd arrived in America with nothing but the clothes on their back, not speaking the language and wondering, what am I going to do now? When, exactly, did it all begin to go wrong? If you ask Marge, the answer is obvious. It started going downhill when you met Vivian. She's told me more than once. Of course, being Marge, she would automatically correct herself. I take that back, she would add. It started way before that, when you were still in grade school and hung that poster on your wall, the one with the girl in the skimpy bikini with the big bahunas. I always liked that poster.